You can't think of me as a curse, man. Think of me as last call. Time to go. All right? When you see me, hey, wrap that ish up, B. Welcome, welcome, welcome to After the Bell. I am still Corey Graves. Money in the bank is in the books, so we adjust our sales toward Nashville SummerSlam. The biggest party of the summer is just around the corner. Of course, helping me navigate the waters to Music City, USA. He is the voice of NXT 2.0. He is the Smokey to my Craig, Vic Joseph. Vic, what's the word, my friend? You sound a little funny, like you got a frog in your throat. You all right? I don't have a frog in my throat. If I sound a little strange, it's because I'm in this lovely, spacious, luxurious hotel still in California. I hung out in San Diego. I'm going to do SmackDown tonight. Tonight, as this airs, as After the Bell drops, I will be on Fox beside my good friend Michael Cole covering Friday Night SmackDown. So I'm still on the road. I'm not in my usual comfy home setup. I don't have all my fancy bells and whistles. Bare bones. We're going to riff today. No, that's nothing wrong with that. And you're with your good friend, Vic Joseph, right now. Well, I mean, you know. Come on. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. You had yourself quite a quite a night this week in the NXT universe. It's been quite the week. Uh, for I'm actually upbeat for once on a, on a podcast with you where I'm not down for whatever reason because it's been a, a great week. Spent some time at the beach. Metallica's Master of Puppets finally hit number one almost 40 years after it was released thanks to Stranger Things, which I just finished. Huge fan of that. And we had the great American Bash this past Tuesday. And I got to be honest, man, I've been a part of two or three great American Bashes. This one for me stood out because so many of those NXT talents that you and I have talked about that have been quote unquote in the business for less than a year really stepped up their game. Grayson Waller, Carmelo Hayes had what you would call a banger of a match for the North American title. The Creed brothers. I mean, to see Brutus and the size of that individual do a cannonball off the top rope to the floor Still shocks me. Wade Barrett always looks at me and goes, I can't believe he did that again at the end of the show. It still shocks someone like Wade every time he sees it. And then Braun Breaker retaining the NXT championship over Cameron Grimes. What a night it was. And then the debut of J.D. McDonough coming out of absolutely nowhere to drop Braun Breaker. Shocked everyone, including ourselves. What a night it was this past Tuesday. It was absolutely amazing. But you and our guest had an amazing weekend of festivities in Sin City, that being Las Vegas. 
We sure did money in the bank. The WWE universe still buzzing in the aftermath. We've got a brand new SmackDown women's champion in Liv Morgan, who was Miss Money in the Bank earlier in the night, but a match that many have widely regarded as the match of the night, the one that stole the show, uh, was our tag team match, WWE tag team champions, the Usos and their challengers, one of whom I dragged with me to after the bell. He wants the smoke, and he is bringing it all on his own this morning. Two after the bell, one half of the Street Profits, our guest for the duration. We're going to have a little fun today, Angelo Dawkins. Docs, welcome to the show. Good morning. Yo, what's good? Thanks for having me. What's good, Graves? Vic, what's good? What up, fam? You look well-rested after your weekend. Oh, man, it was a fun weekend, you know? You know? Uh, there was a lot of high flying involved. <laughs> yeah, well, there was, man. Yeah, there was. So let's talk about the weekend that was, Docs. I mean, the WWE Universe buzzing about your uh, what many have claimed is an instant classic this past Saturday night, MGM Grand Garden Arena in Vegas. You guys came up short in your bids to become champions. But how are you feeling in the aftermath, man? How is the how is the feedback that you've received been since Saturday night? Uh, the feedback's been pretty unreal. Uh, I mean, it, the feedback's been great from a lot of people. Um, obviously, we're we're still not happy about the result and the way that it ended. Uh, we still, some needs to be addressed because the shoulder was up, but, uh, For sure. but nah, man, like the, the feedback has been unreal. It's I'm like, Oh snap. I didn't think it was, I was like, I, I knew it was good. You know what I'm saying? I felt good going into it, but I was like, Oh, the way everybody was talking about it, like people have been going back and watching it like over and over right. and over again. I'm like, Oh wow. Like, Oh, it was like that, like that. And then I watched it back finally. I'm like, oh, snap. Yo, it was. Is that something you do, Docs? Go back and watch your matches a lot? I mean, we had some time in NXT together, but does it still surprise you sometimes how you and Montez and the Usos or the New Day throw whatever team in there always one up the previous encounter? Yeah, I mean, I always try to go back and watch and see what I get better at. Um, Just to like, you know what I'm saying, get more comfortable in the ring and stuff like that and be in front of everybody, all the fans and stuff and just be more like more myself when I'm whenever I'm out there. But yeah, man, like it's crazy. Just like every time we us and the Usos have gone up against each other, it's been really good, really good, really good. And it's like, man, how are we gonna top this? How are we gonna top that? And they've all like you've seen them with the new day as well. Like them in the new day has been unreal. Uh it was it the elimination chamber match if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh they had like that crazy class and I'm like, bro, like this they've was, had so many. They've, right. they've literally had too many to remember, too many to count, because every time the Usos and the New Day get in the same ring, there's magic. And I feel like you and, and Tez are on the same path when it comes to the, stepping in there with the Usos, just making memories for everybody each time. The I agree. Runs. Yeah. I mean, there's only one step further to go. Like, eventually, at some point, maybe all three of us end up in the ring at the same time. Like, that would be insane. Just like Street Profits, Usos, New Day. There you go. There you go. Put it out in the universe, man. We know we have, we have a bad habit of making things happen because we suggest them here on the show. So uh, we'll throw <laughs> that one out there. Sign me up. I want to talk to you about how the, the street profits, both of you guys, have sort of evolved recently. We mentioned it when you guys did the show not too long ago. Uh, it was only a few months. You and Tez both joined us. But in particular, you. I said this to you on Monday. I sought you out before Raw started because I had to tell you from the bottom of my heart, I think Saturday night was the best match I've ever seen you have. And I mean that from the like from from my soul because you know it, it, Montez gets a lot of the glory. Montez gets he's the frog splash guy. Montez is the the big 
And Docs, you've always been the, you know, the partner. And I think you did a great job Saturday night of stepping up your own game and saying, hey, no, we are the Street Profits. It's not Montez Ford and his buddy Angelo Dawkins. We are both high-level, high-caliber talents. And I think you had a bit of a coming-out party for yourself on Saturday night. Did you feel that? Yeah, I did. Um, I mean, I'd be lying if I said I ain't hear all the talk on the internet. And, like, especially about me and stuff like that. Like, obviously, I see it all the time with Tez. Tez is second world. Like, that dude's a freak of nature. Like, that's my brother. Like, I know he's good. I know he's talented. He's destined to become the world champion. But then, like, on the other hand, I saw people, like, talking about me. Like, I'm, like, some scrub or whatever. But then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like, hold up. Like, oh, they must not know about me. Okay, cool. And it kind of, like, that took me back to, like, when I first started in a way. Like, when I first started. Put that chip back on your shoulder. Yeah. 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 Like, everybody, when I first started, the people that I started with was, like, if you told me I would not even be having this moment right here with you guys talking right now, like I wasn't even going to make it like a month at that time. And it was like, Oh, all right, bet. Like, we'll see now. Like everybody talking about me in that kind of way saying I'm like second fiddle. I'm just like, Hey, what's up? I'm just the other guy or whatever. Like, Oh, okay, cool. Like I'll holler at y'all Saturday. I mean, like I remember, uh, after SmackDown, we landed from, uh, Phoenix landed in Vegas. I got to the hotel and like, it was just in my head and it was pissing me off to a degree. Like, I don't like, you know me, I'm a quiet guy. Like I'll joke around and stuff, but I try not to let a lot of things get to me. That was getting to me. And like, I just, I just remember I went on a long walk down the strip. Like I just walked just to clear my head. I never really liked to go walking anyway, but like, I was like, you know what? I need to go clear my head, grab my headphones, just walking the whole time. And I walked, came back, ran into, like, Peter Rosenberg checking into the hotel <laughs> on my walk back. We had, like, a quick convo, and then, like, I went back to the back to my room and just went to sleep. But, like, it was, like, I, it was just one of those things, like, all right, everybody thinks for some reason, some weird reason, and that I, that I'm not good. And it was just more so, like, me, like, I'm very unselfish. So, like, I do whatever I can to make the match great. And, like, I'll, like, you know what I'm saying? Tez is obviously the more out there guy. So, like, I don't mind being in the background. Like, I, I star in my role. I'll play my role. I'm a role player in a way. But then I had to remind everybody, like, hey, dog, y'all going to have to put some respect on my name. Like, it's the, like the talk is starting to piss me off now. Now, like, y'all about to see a different me. When you were in the middle of the match, as you guys were tearing the house down in Vegas, could you guys feel it? Did you know when it was happening? that you guys were making magic? Could you hear the crowd or were you caught up in what you were doing? What's the next step? It was a mix of both, actually. Uh, once was it, I, as soon as he tagged me in, I dove on the, onto both the Usos and I was, I just heard the, the pop. So I'm like, Oh snap, the crowd going nuts. And like, I'm in there, I'm running, like running around, boom. And then finally, when we hit the, uh, when we hit the pounce to the belly, to the back, belly to back, boom. One, two, yeah. oh, and then the crowd, like, that's when, honestly, like, I was like, oh, snap. Like, okay, we got him. We got him. <laughs> we got him. We we good. We good. Uh, So, like, and then, like, from then on, it just, like, everything just kept piling on, piling on, piling on. And it was just like, oh, man, like, I believe we got, like, a fight forever chant. And then, like, once we all had that four-way four, four -way standoff in the ring, and it was like, oh, yeah. 
Oh, this is what everybody's been talking about when you're feeling it, huh? All right. Let's have some fun, boys. Did anybody give you any feedback after the match? Any anybody in particular in the in the locker room or in your life that, that sort of reached out to you in, in the wake of that matchup? So TJ, who I go like I go to his gym, him and Natty's gym all the time, every once in a while, like, like every other week. So just like okay. roll around and stuff to practice new things and stuff like that, get more comfortable. TJ was there. Uh, Baron Corbin, who was obviously around back in our Tampa days as well. Triple H was there. Stephanie, Vince, Nick Khan, like all, all those guys there. Obviously, the Usos, even though we got beef with them. <laughs> uh, Woods, Xavier Woods texted me. It was like, yo, that was crazy. And he also sent me the picture of my face where I made that like weird facial expression your mouth was where <laughs> wide open like square or whatever <laughs> somehow i like made my mouth square <laughs> i remember my mom texted me that was that was the cool one she's like oh, she awesome. always likes when uh we wrestled the usos and she was like you know that was that was really good that was that was unreal uh but yeah like him peter rosenberg came up and talked to us and told us like a bunch of his friends were there and they were like yo that match was insane like it was just like Everybody was just telling us, and I'm just like, oh, oh, thanks, thanks. And then Corbin was making fun of me. He's like, bro, I never knew you could flip dive. I was like, nobody really knew I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, people be sleeping on you, Docs, because, look, you know, people forget, too, you're a national champion, football, wrestling, track. Like, you have a lot of athletic credentials. But something that really stood out to me about this weekend was what you did in the ring Saturday and then Monday – you can turn into an actor and do all this comedy stuff and the hot dog eating contest and just add a layer to you. Uh, to, for you, for someone who's been in NXT, WWE, Raw, SmackDown, is it fun to be able to step out of the ring and have those sort of moments that you can be an actor or start to do some other things other than what you do inside the ring? Of course, man. Like I like those moments. Uh, those are a lot of fun. You get to show a lot of uh, personality, a lot more character than normal than what you would show like in the ring like in the ring you're more a little serious a little bit more serious and like more of a competitive match so like you try to focus on the match focus on getting the dub but you know hot dog eating contest kind of clown around with i mean <laughs> i just also want to go on record i ate 22 hot dogs and i hurdled over bobby lashley and dove otis ate 23 hot dogs and puked just throwing that out there so uh <laughs> just know I can eat a lot of food and still go out there and run. So Vic mentioned some of your, your athletic accolades, which I think it's easy to overlook, but you're, you're a guy who has a litany of, of accomplishments, of records, of championships, yet you said you had to clear your head because you felt like people were doubting you in Vegas. How, how do you keep yourself mentally strong? How do you, you turn that into motivation? Because it sounds to me on the surface uh, like Dawkins, you're this laid-back dude, you, but you've got these, these athletic gifts but you only choose to use them when you feel frustrated or when you feel motivated. What's stopping you from just keeping that pedal to the metal all the time? Honestly, it's just one of those things like, like it goes back to me being very unselfish. So like I try to be unselfish when we're in a tag, like obviously both guys can't be the high flyer. So like, obviously I'm more of the ground ground guy. Ted's usually the high flyer and all that stuff, even though he put on freaking 85 pounds of muscle. Uh, <laughs> so I'm carrying that boat home. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Doing some boat rows. But yeah, man, like, it's just more of, like, being unselfish in a way. Like, I just, I've always been a team player. So 
I always believe in starting my role and staying in my role and like trying to get better in that role. And then when the time comes, it's called upon for me to like step out and like be like this athletic specimen, like, okay, I can do that. And it's just going to catch everybody off guard because nobody knows what I'm bringing to the table. But then like at the same time, like now, like I think it's going to be a little different. (laughs) Did you feel like you accomplished what you set out to do on Saturday and, and proving the doubters and the haters wrong? Yeah, I think so. I believe I did. It was just like one of those things, like everybody was complimenting me like, hey, like we didn't know you had that in you. I was like, oh, yeah, Uh, I guess I've been doing a crappy job of really showing it. But now, like, like I said, like it's a completely different me now. So what do you mean by that? It's a completely different you. I mean, we've seen it. We we saw a glimpse of it Saturday. We've seen it over the past couple of weeks. But off screen, in your head, in your heart, what makes Angelo Dawkins different today than a year ago or three years ago, or, or the guy who showed up in Tampa in basketball shorts. <laughs> oh, well, the guy that showed up in basketball shorts was a 22 year old kid, uh, fresh out of college for one. Now me a year ago, um, I was just trying to like get down in the weight and like trying to like make, like get better in character wise and stuff. Now it's, and like get like a little better move set and like a little better repertoire to my uh, game plan and stuff like that. Now it's just, I can put all of those things together at once and not have to like, obviously there's some sacrifice that comes in, but like there's a little less sacrifice in the way. So like Ted's taking this game to another level. Now I got to like match that in a athletic standpoint. Like obviously our personalities are a little different. So obviously, but now like I have to match, like I have to take my, bring my talents up to their level. And like, cause if had I not, Everybody been talking about, yo, dog, it's trash, dog. Get this dude up out of here. Well, now, is that like a, a personal thing for you? Is that like um, a, a friendly rivalry between you two? Friendly competition almost that you want to match Tez to push Tez further and then Tez going to push you further? Is that how you see it as a team? Yeah, I think so. It, it's getting like now it's like really getting to that point. Like now we've we've been here a couple years. We've been on Raw a couple years and SmackDown. Uh, so like now it was like, first it was like, all right, we got our feet wet. Now it's the thing of getting comfortable. All right. Now we're comfortable. What's next? All right. Now we got to go in the gym a little bit more, get better, like get better physique wise and all that stuff. Now it's like, all right, matching all those things, putting them all together and meshing them into one big giant ball of greatness and just keep pushing each other, pushing each other, pushing each other, no matter how hard it gets. As long as we keep pushing each other and to being great, then we can go out and do what we did Saturday, obviously. I have to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot. Someday, it, it seems inevitable that the Street Profits will go separate ways. I'm not saying you're going to explode. I'm not going to say you're going to hate one another. But on a long enough timeline, there's got to be different opportunities for both you and Montez Ford. Why is somebody making a mistake by overlooking Angelo Dawkins and focusing solely on Montez Ford. It's obvious that people, doubters and haters drive you. They, they motivate you. Tell me about this. What's, what's keeping Angelo Dawkins on top of his game right now? Look, Tez is, like I said, that's my brother. He's a all-world athlete, former United States Marine, got a beautiful wife, uh, got beautiful kids, He's got it all, got the looks swag on the suit game and all that stuff that's that's him and uh that's where like 
everybody's like, oh, man, he looks the part. He is the part. Now you got me on the other hand. Yeah, I'm athletic, but like there's like a different side of me. I'm not really the suit wearing guy. I'm more more the laid back guy. I rock house shoes. I rock sweatpants. I rock hoodies. But don't get it twisted with me because like I've always had like this thing like even though he rocks suits, he's all about business. But like not everybody that rocks suits is always about business. It's usually for show. Me, I'm in sweatpants and I'm always about business and like I can handle that. And then when I got to rock a suit, hey, I got to rock a suit because I'm professional like that. But everybody overlooking me because Tez has all those attributes and all those accolades to him. Just, yeah, I thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I thank you. Nah, man, like real talk though. Like I'm laid back. So like I try not to let things get to me and I try, like, to be as mellow as possible as I can, but, like, this week was, like, a big-time wake-up call. Heck, even I heard what Booker T said about me, in a way, and I was like, oh, he's absolutely right. Now, I mean, he's right. Hey, if, like, this talk ain't getting under my skin, nothing will. Well, it got under my skin, so now it's about to be a fun time. (laughs) You told me a long time ago why your arms were so long, and I didn't know what you meant. I go, what the hell are you talking about? You go... My arms are long to embrace all those that hate me. And I looked at you, I said, that was kind of deep. Docs, that was kind of deep because you were in the PC wearing house shoes and basketball shorts. You literally walked into the PC wearing that one time. But One time? Well, I only saw it one time. I'm not going to throw him out there and say he was always walking in the PC wearing house slippers and shorts. I don't want to get him yelled at. Go ahead and say it all the time. I was there every day. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. You know, you talk about this 10-year journey. You're still rocking the, the pants. You've also had a family. Now, does it ever creep into your mind? You don't want to let an opportunity slip because now you have a son that's looking up to you that you have to rise to the occasion because you want to show him, hey, your dad was a champion. 
I know it's in you that you just don't want to let Tez have the spotlight all the time, that you want to step in there and remind everybody. Does that ever weigh on your mind that you now are doing it for more than just yourself? Yeah. I honestly never really thought. I remember, like, guys like Graves, like, and a bunch of the guys at the time that had kids, obviously, while I was still working at the PC and stuff like that. Like, I would hear y'all talk about that. I'm like, uh, like, at that time, obviously, I do nothing about that. I'm freaking. Dog saying, I ain't never having kids. <laughs> yeah, dog. I was definitely that. I was definitely that guy. I'm like, man, that sounds like, that's crazy, bro. I'm going to play 2K till 3 a.m. Yeah. and ain't no one stopping me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have my own set of rules. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to stay up late, play video games, do whatever I want, whatever I want. Well, times have changed, okay? But no, nah, I mean, that plays, that definitely plays a part in my head just because, like, I don't want him to think, like, I'm a failure. And, like, I don't want him to think like, oh, it's okay to like be complacent. And like, that was like one thing about me that I had to like, that was a very hard thing I had to break with me. Like being laid back comes with a lot of complacency in a way. And like I said, like this weekend was like a completely like come to Jesus moment for me in a way. Like, all right, like they're talking all this smack about you because you seem like you're complacent. And even though you're laid back and you're acting like this not getting to you, it looks like you're complacent. You're cool with being complacent. And if you don't step your game up, that boy Taz going to be holding the world title while you back in catering and chilling. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't really want that. All right, I got to <laughs> step my game up. Dang, my kid going to be calling me the catering warrior or something like that. Nah, but nah. <laughs> but nah, man, like he plays, he plays a huge part in uh, my motivation and just showing him, hey, as long as you put your foot down and, you know what I'm saying, get your hands dirty. You can achieve any and everything that you want to ever achieve. And hopefully, like, I can start leading by that example a lot more. I love that. I love that. Great motivation, and, and you're putting it to good use. And uh, it's showing. The hard work's paying off. It's awesome. So, Dawkins, we're talking about all these things that you have succeeded at lately. And I want to put you on blast for a second, because personally, I found one thing that you are not good at, and that is providing good luck, because this is twice now. The second time being this past weekend in Las Vegas, where I was seated comfortably at a slot machine, hoping to win my fortunes and reverse my trajectory of life. And you stopped by very casually, very friendly to say hello and dap me up and went about your business. From that point forward, I lost immediately $500, $500. And it happened again several weeks ago when we were in Indiana or somewhere. Is it Evansville, Indiana that has the casino? Yeah. When the power was out in our hotel. So we were all forced across the parking lot to the casino. And again, I was up a couple hundred bucks. I'm feeling good. Here comes Dawkins. What up, Graves? There goes Dawkins. There goes my luck. There goes $300. You're killing me, man. You're killing me. See, you brought this up to me Saturday. And I, I was looking at you. I'm like, man, so wait, you was up? And then you see me. And then once I leave, you uh, you keep going wow. and you lose everything. No, no, You can't think of me as a curse, man. You can't think of me as a curse. Think of me as last call, okay? Time <laughs> to go, all right? <laughs> Your warning call, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, like the Chappelle show, wrap it up, box. When you see me, <laughs> hey, wrap that ish up, B. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Wrap it up. Go ahead. Cash out, dog. Take it up. Go with your winnings, all right? Whatever you want, you, you, 
hey, I don't care if it's a dollar. If you up a dollar, all right, you see me, you cash out. You go up to the cashier, you get your money, and you go on your merry way. You leave the slot machines alone. You leave the roulette machines. You leave all the gambling sites and all the gambling games alone. You go get you a Gatorade, maybe a beverage of whatever choice that you have. I don't care if it's Jack. I don't care if it's vodka. I don't care if it's any of that. You take your winnings and use it on that and go to your room. Turn on the TV, brother. Netflix and chill, my brother. So you're just saying you were the big angel that flew down and just said, hey, it's time to go, Graves. And he probably sat there for 4 a.m. I saw the sign and I didn't, I didn't react accordingly. There's, there's a lot of truth to what Dawkins is saying. It, going forward, because inevitably it will happen again, the next time I see Dawkins, I'm running for the hills. Or at least the cash register. You Why, know? you're going to probably be up like 1500 too. You're going to see me right on time. And you know what he's still going to do? He's going to go, I'm going to do one more spin. Oh, yeah. Let's see if I can get another hey, 1500 You know what? Hey, you know what? Just for that, I'm going to just, like, when he sees me, if I see him at a slot machine or whatever. Might yank I'm his just, ass off the chair. I'm gonna be like, yo, what up, Graves? Yo, what up, Docs? I'm going to just act like I walk off. But then I'm going to just be lurking around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> And I would just be stale facing him the whole time. Like, I have actually a little bit of uh, beef with you, Docs. What's, what's oh, up? Geez. Oh, when no. will you finally just pick an NBA team? Why do you keep following a certain player around? Just pick a team. Pick the Cavs. You're from Ohio. I mean, yeah, I am from Ohio. So pick the Cavs. Why are you like this LeBron guy? He's not even the best of all time. Sir, I'm going to need you to watch him out. This is a PG show, okay? Wait, he's not. not cuss. That is cuss words you're using. That He's is cuss words you are using. You are the only person I've ever met that goes, oh, I'm a huge Cavs fan. Walking in, man, you see the finals games last night? I thought you were a Cavs fan. And then he leaves and you go, man, the Cavs suck. I said, what's your problem? Did they not suck once he left? They're better now. I mean, now, finally. finally for the are first the Lakers time. any good? Hey, hold up. But that wasn't his fault, though. Oh, now it's not his fault, That, is that wasn't it? his fault. Come on, that man. That wasn't his fault. Hey, Pick bro, a we, team. Ain't year, we ain't year 20, dog. Graves, are you a fan of a player or the Pirates? I'm a fan of the organization. There but, it is. But but I will say in Dawkins' defense, being as how the organization is run, you basically have, have learned to follow your favorite player to wherever they end up because they don't stay in Pittsburgh. So I've got a lot of favorite Yankees. I've got a, a favorite pitcher who plays for the Astros. They, it, it, people are all over the place. But you it, have a favorite team. I do have a favorite team, but I also follow players because of, of what they've meant to, to my fandom. Oh, I'm that's willing junk. to bet right now Corey Graves is a San Francisco Giants fan just because of Barry Bonds. I was. I was. That's junk, too. Thank you. Thank you. You can't like also, nine team. Also, Bobby Bonilla has his own day. July 1st, every year. Where that did old true. Bobby Bo start? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. That was my guy. Van Slyke, Bonds, Bonilla in the outfield. Van Slyke was the only one that hung around for any period of time. That's crap. You have to support the players. I'm with Dawkins 100%. But he doesn't have an organization. You have an organization and players. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He just has a player. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But I'm, I'm, it doesn't have to be either or. Oh, yeah, it does. And if it's anybody but the Cavs, Dawkins, you live in Ohio. You should like the Cavs. Hey, I do like the Cavs, but I like LeBron James more. Uh, who's your favorite? But you love Ohio State, so you love a team. Exactly. I love Ohio State. And they're trash, too. He oh, loves hey, Ohio hey. State because he excelled from Ohio and won a national wrestling championship at the Ohio State University, as far <laughs> as anyone knew back in the day. 
Did I ever tell you that story, Vic? Oh, is that what he was telling people? No, no, no. I didn't no. Tell people. You got it. I, I, I got to hear that. this now. I said I went to college at Harper College. Somehow Graves took that as I went to Ohio State. Oh. So I said it on commentary. It was one of his first matches in NXT, and I'm just trying to think of accolades. I, I, I think it was a it was a, a enhancement match. Basically, you were it wasn't about you. You were out there with somebody, right? It's my like Tyler Breeze or something. Yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely like enhancement days, and uh, yeah, I was just like thinking of something. I well, I don't know a lot about Dawkins. We didn't, never really had too many conversations, but he's always wearing Ohio State stuff, and I knew he had collegiate accolades, and I knew he had a wrestling background and a. So I just started spitting them all out on commentary. I'm like, oh, you know, and Dawkins comes to me like a week later and goes, hey, man, I appreciate it, but I didn't go there. <laughs> I was like, hey, dog, I'll take that accolade, though. So really, when when wrestling fans were listening to Graves and they, he said, oh, this guy came from Ohio State, he put you on the back burner because everyone was like, no, no, he didn't. He was lying. So Graves held you back for those few years, which is why you're now stealing money from Graves when you go to the casino. So you're trying oh, to get him wow. back for costing wow. you money eight years ago. Wow. That's how it ties in. That's some pretty impressive conspiracy theory stuff there, man. Told you I've been in a good mood. After the bell, baby, they go after CTs as well, dog. <laughs> I still just can't get over you being this LeBron guy. He's the goat. The team. He's not Go- the goat. What's Go- the James. What's the number? What's the number on your jersey right now? Six. For how many rings Jordan won? Thank you. No sir. No sir. Oh, no, yes sir. Yes sir. LeBron James. LeBron James. Graves, you better get us back on track because this will turn into an argument for the next hour. Come on, us Ohio boys gotta love an Ohioan. Okay. I don't disagree. You should love an Ohioan. That's why you should love the Ohio teams, like the Cavs. Hey, dog, look, I'm a Reds fan, okay? A Reds fan. I apologize. Let me have this LeBron James thing, okay? I apologize for that. You can have (laughs) LeBron now. I did not know you you even watched baseball. That was the wrong assumption of me because you never talked to me about baseball. It was always LeBron. I apologize. It's not really much to talk about with the Reds nowadays, you know? Nah, it's just junk. All right, I'm getting us back on track now. I agree with Dawkins. Dawkins wins the argument. Point. What do you mean he Dawkins. wins the argument? I do want to talk. I want to talk about the rest of money in the bank because obviously the world is buzzing about the Usos versus the Street Profits. But elsewhere, we had a hell of a night. A lot happening. We've got Theory is the new Mister Money in the Bank. Dawkins, I know you were busy all night, but did you get get a chance to sit down and enjoy any of the show either that night or in hindsight? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so like I was getting ready while I was getting ready. Um, I caught the women's ladder match. Um, I caught both the women's and the men's ladder match. Uh, both were unreal. Um, first off, also congratulate congratulations to Liv. I actually had her like in one of the interviews that I did. I had her winning money money in the bank. Didn't know she was going to cash it in and become women SmackDown Women's Champ. But I had her winning money in the bank. So congrats. On become a champ, live, and also theory. Uh, I gave him my congratulations on Monday. You saw. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tried to send him into y'all actually, but he just went sliding on the announcer's table instead. <laughs> yeah, when I was sitting at the desk and you ran into theory and launched him, it seemed like it was in slow motion. Like he came flying directly at me, like a javelin, like a like a human being, and it was like. Oh, I, I avoided contact by pure luck, not because I got out of the way, not because 
I just happen to be in the right place to not get smashed because it happens so fast. But in the moment, I'm watching this going, oh, my God, there's a human being flying right out. He's going to be in my life. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> give, give a brother a heads up next time. Oh, my bad. My bad. Hey, were you aiming for graves? You can tell us the truth. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I cannot confirm nor deny whether I was aiming for Graves there. But uh, I can say that was my congratulations to Theory on winning money in the bank. Uh, like, he's actually a dude that I kind of knew a little bit before he even uh, got here. So, like, uh, back when we had to, go, like, back when me and Tez went to Evolve, when oh, we were right, in NXT, yeah. he was the Evolve that's champ right. there. And uh, so, like, we wrestled him once in a tag. Get him and uh, Chase University from NXT 2.0. Uh, so, like, we kind of knew a little, like, we kind of knew him there. And then once he got hired, our first WrestleMania at the PC, he was also in that match as well. It was him and uh, Garza versus me and Tez for the Raw Tag Team titles. We beat him for those, too. So, like, it was it was cool, man. Like, that dude's, that dude's a young stud, man. He's, he's going to be, he's going to be talented, man. He's, unreal like he's really good he's coming into his own and granted i'm saying congratulations now but my real congratulations was sent to him on monday but you guys were doing evolve you mentioned you know working with theory how was that experience because correct me if i'm wrong here you guys were already in nxt and then some nxt talent was going to evolve when you won those evolve championships were you able to add something to your guys's game when you were talking about that mentality you and tez were growing with in nxt before raw and smackdown that was, uh, yeah, we were around a bunch of people that were trying to get to a position where we were already at, in a way. So, like, that kind of, like, got us to turn our game on a little bit higher, uh, to another, take it to another level. And we're like, oh, man, they want to be here. Uh, we we already here, so they're going to be trying to, like, outdo us for real. So, uh, let's go ahead and turn this up a little bit, bro. <laughs> and so, nah, we, uh, nah, man, that put another completely bigger chip on our shoulder just because, like, we saw how hard they were working. Like, a bunch of the guys at that time that were there, at that time, it was just like, bro, they're, they're trying to get to the spot that we're in. And sometimes, like, you're there, like, you're already in the position. You kind of take it for granted a little bit. Like, it, it's like, because you're there for a long time, so it's like you think it'll never go away. You go to Evolve, where dudes are starving to get to that position that you're in. Like, it's going to wake you up a little bit. And it is like, it was a, an experience that, we need it. Uh, I definitely need it. Uh, it was like a new voice in my ear there at Evolve because I had already been at the PC for like seven years and I already like had Terry Taylor, Norman and all of them. Like I had every coach there imaginable. And like it was just like, OK, like we even see he needs a different voice in his ear. So let's try this. And that's when the whole Evolve thing happened. And like the people at Evolve were really cool. Gabe, Austin Theory, uh, J.D. Drake. Uh, Andre Chase and just guys like those guys like them were really cool and like they helped us out a bunch and it was just like oh snap so this is what it like, was it was kind of like to get us a little bit more comfortable and get us out of the, the normal do, yeah get us out of the bubble that we've always been in and it was like good to step out on the outside world a little bit now you still got momentum on your side after money in the bank summer slams around the corner I don't know anything to be official yet are the Street Profits still gunning for the tag team championships or is this time to switch gears and, and explore other options and avenues? Man, uh, I'm going to say this. The way that Money in the Bank ended, I don't think it could end like that in uh, SummerSlam. Uh, I don't think that could be the last one that we have. 
Uh, if that is, if that was the last one, uh, I think we need to go, go give it one more crack at SummerSlam and see what happens. Uh, cause I mean, his shoulder was up. So like, for sure, for sure. <laughs> we, we end our tag team title race off of his shoulders being up and then never going for it again. So what you're saying is you want to run it back. Yes. Well, good. You'll get no complaint, no argument from me. And I guarantee the rest of the WWE universe wants to see it just as well. Before we let you go, Docs, what's on your mind? What's Angelo Dawkins doing when he's not battling for tag team gold or upping his game or improving his, his game in the ring or in the gym? What's Dawkins been up to lately in the IRL, as the kids say? Well, uh, I'm getting ready for my kid's second birthday. Uh, this oh, yeah. so don't buy him any gifts. Don't oh, buy no. him any gifts. Nope. Let nope. everybody else handle that. Hell yeah. Grandparents, they already gonna shower him with gifts. You just get the pepperoni pizza, some cold cuts, and some pop. Yep. I just take need. their gift and secretly put my name on it just to act like I actually got it. Plus, dad. Exactly. That's smart thinking. Exactly. That's smart you know thinking. Uh, dad of the year type stuff right there. I will say this, Graves actually is got his son one of the best gifts I've ever heard of for a birthday or whatever it was for. It was a salt gun. Ooh. Ooh. You ever hear of those? Yeah. I'll let Corey explain because this is a great gift. This thing's pretty pretty magical. You just put regular table salt in it. It's called, I think it's called a bug assault. Bug assault. It looks like a it's like a rifle, but it's it's a like neon orange and white. It looks almost like a like a uh, Nerf gun or something like that, but it shoots salt. And you, it, the, the advertisement I saw was at like three o'clock in the morning watching an infomercial where they sell it. And there was this song and in super slow motion, these kids shooting flies with salt, like off of their food. And I went, I need to have that. I needed to have it. So I got it under the guise of a gift for my son. Uh, so, but the, the salt gun gets put to, put to heavy use. Anytime there's a barbecue or whatever, he's just out there like sniping bugs. It's uh, it's definitely a good way to live. You might want to look into that. Yeah, hey, I agree. It's very essential. You sniping bugs and you seasoning food at the same time. <laughs> there it is. Multifunctional. Exactly. Doc's sitting in the background, but he watches everything. He sees everything happens. He may not say everything. It's the it's the uh, what is it? Better to better to say nothing and be assumed a fool. Dawkins like, oh yeah, it's just me. I'm just, I'm just Dawkins, just hanging out. Meanwhile, you're watching everything go down the whole exactly. time. And wait till Monday when he comes into Raw and says, "Hey man, got that bug assault gun for my son. He loves it." Oh, did you tell everybody? Hell no, man. That was my idea. He wanted, he'll, 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 he'll be the king of the party. Oh yeah, I'm, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, Graves. Hey, stolen, bro. <laughs> stolen. All right, Docs. Well, thanks for hanging out, man. This has been fun. We, we don't often get somebody to hang out with us for the duration of a show, but it was cool to catch up. I wanted. It was very important to me, and I know it was to Vic and our crew to give you your flowers after uh, after Saturday, man. Great you, performance. You stepped up your game and you hit a home run, and I Thank think we're you. all happy for you, man. You love love watching the good ones succeed. You know. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me, man. This was a lot of fun, and thank you guys for all the congratulations as well. Now I just got to keep it going. That's right. Keep it going. Run it back. I will be there ringside. Hopefully. Fingers crossed to call all the action and uh, see y'all do what you do best. Angelo Dawkins, always welcome here on After the Bell, my friend. All right. Thanks for having me, pal. Well, we are out of time. As fun as that was, I have to make it from California to Texas some point today so that I don't miss SmackDown. Make sure you're following us at After the Bell WWE on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. 
You can find me at WWE Graves. You can find him at Vic Joseph WWE. Make sure you're listening for free on Spotify. Just search after the bell and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. We'll be back next week. I'll be back in my studio. Everything will be back to normal, Vic. And, of course, we'll have our usual dose of wisdom. Nothing's ever normal real. with us, by the way. That's true. Especially when you interrupt the last line of the show. I love doing and it. And more WWE after the bell.